0: Theater Corner, I'm your host Michael Taylor. Today we're broadcasting from the exquisite Westgate Hotel in downtown San Diego. I'd also like to announce this is our very first episode on cable television. Theater Corner has partnered with KLCt and you can find us now on channel 18 Cox Cable in North County San Diego. So, silence your cell phones folks. You're about to enter Theater Corner. Today, our guest is the phenomenal actor, Ali Mee Ballard. Welcome to Theater Um, Corner. Thank you for having me, Michael. You are so daggone welcome to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I say that because we've been chasing you down for two years, and uh, you've been busy, and so thank you so much for taking out time to come down from L.A., actually. I drove on in. And since uh, this is our very first uh, interview yeah. on cable television, that's why it's a little extra special. Uh, extra special because you're here. So you. if we could if we could just do a, a brief toast here. We got our vuv. Here's to uh, our first television interview. Boom. Cheers. Mr. Ballard. Thank you, sir. Mmm. Mmm. Fine wine. All right. Champagne. Well, you know. When you bring in a king, you got to put him in a palace. Uh-oh,
1: uh-oh. <laughs> I heard that. My wife, you heard that. And he called me a king. We want to we keep that spirit when I get home.
0: <laughs> there you no, go. I, I didn't mean that. I did not mean that. Let's jump in here. What I'd like to do is name a particular sh- uh, TV program that yeah. you, you've been in. You played a character. And I'll name the year. Because you've been, you're over a couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just and Proudly. This, <laughs> and then and then you comment on, on, on each show. Yes, you know, maybe what was going on with you at that time, where, where you were yeah. in your career at that particular time, something like that. Okay. So let's let's start off with, with nineteen ninety three. The character you played was Frankie in a daytime soap called Loving. Frankie Hubbard, uh, the son of Angie and
1: Jesse of uh, Daytime Lore, mm-hmm. played by Debbie Morgan and Darnell Williams. And I got that job in uh, August of 1996, my first true on-camera uh, series regular, but you were called in daytime, a contract player. Mm-hmm. So uh, you tied to a contract, ABC. And um, it was my first entry into being a real professional actor. at the whole audition process. Um, and I got a chance to work alongside one of the greatest actors I've ever seen, you know, um, Lace Up Her Boots and uh, Debbie Morgan. Mm -hmm. You know, from Eve's Bayou, she played Aunt Moselle, and she is just as stunning in person as you would imagine, and uh, she taught me everything I needed to know to get started as an artist, how to prepare, the level of intensity, the level of of dedication required to make these fictional circumstances Mm -hmm. you know, connect with the audience, and I would be in scenes with her sometimes, and I would just be like (gasps) Mm -hmm. mouth open because Mm -hmm. her range of emotion and her command and access to it would blow me away and I just I fashioned myself to try to come somewhere within the same area code Mm. of that level of, 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 of professionalism and talent
0: so we're gonna move up to 1997 and now we're talking about a character, Matthew Devoe, and uh, Arsenio's uh, TV show. Yeah, uh, 1996, after the,
1: the contract was over with uh, ABC, uh, doing the soap for three years, and I was just like, uh, you know, regular, you know, twenty-something, like, oh, what am i going to do next? <laughs> uh, man, I'll never
0: work again. And my
1: agent at the time was like, you should come to California. I'm, I'm a New Yorker, born and raised. He's like, you'll be okay. You'll 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 survive. You'll work. And, it, and she was really the voice that gave me the courage to be like, all right, man, let me, let me move, you know. So I threw a little going away party in my apartment, you mm-hmm. know, my mom was sad. <laughs> and I went, got, got on Tower Air at Newark Airport and landed in JFK and stayed on my sister's couch in Inglewood with my niece who was 18 months, you know. And shortly after being there, you know, I got my legs about me and I, I found the courage to be focused, and go after it, mm. and one of the, the first big job was uh, another ABC show, but this is my first primetime gig. Okay, You know, like as, as a series regular on a primetime television show, Wednesday nights, mm. nine o'clock ABC, starring Arsenio Hall, uh, Vivica Fox. I played Vivica Fox's younger brother, right. you know, Matthew, and it was, it was, it was produced by DreamWorks. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg was there. Right. You know, I remember him being at some of the Reeds, and it was like, I was in the big leagues, but what he gave to me was confidence. I didn't know there'd be a lot of rocky years after that. Mm. But the knowing that you have what it takes. Right, right. For a young person, you know, when you're really starting out the endeavor, that first blush of success is just to get into your heart. Mm. It may be, you know, the journey might get rocky after that, but you you can do it. Even if you don't see light for a, a while after this. You got it. You know, because you'll need to pull out, you're like, "Ah, I made it one time, I I got that one job, you know what I mean, and so, uh, but I didn't have to wait, you know, uh, that long journey didn't come for a while, after that show was canceled, real quickly, uh, (laughs) seven episodes, after that show I did Sabrina the Teenage Witch, with a show that really, you know, changed, you know, I guess my uh, where where you sit in an industry because it's one of those shows that's perennial. It's like people remember that show, mm-hmm. um, Melissa Joan Hart. I played the quizmaster. Right. And after that show was canceled on ABC, I went to another ABC show on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I made friends that I still have now. And it's one of those things that when people come up to me now, you could be in London, wherever you are, like, excuse me. And I can tell by the age demographic, I'm like, I know what she's going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Are you the quiz Master? I'm like, yeah, child, I'm the quiz Master.
0: It's like having a a, a sweet thing that you share with people. That's beautiful. Now, we're going to move to 1998, uh, a character named Bobby Roo. Now, this is a movie uh, called Deep Impact. Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: Deep Impact, strangely enough, was also produced by DreamWorks that produced um, the, uh, the Arsenio uh, it was something about kind of like when your reputation follows you you know I was mm. able to I was a young man but I, I was lucky enough to be focused enough to like you know be respectful you know do my come coming prepared right. and the kind of words spread around hey, he's you know he's pretty young guy mm. pretty cool young guy you know maybe you know he'll be good for this role and so uh, and it was uh, directed by Mimi Leder who did a lot of ERs at, at the time and we shot with Taylor Leone Morgan Freeman and Gray Scott and we shot I think on the Paramount lot as well, and, and it was my first big event movie, because Armageddon, Armageddon came out that year, right. and Deep Impact. Now, Armageddon was much bigger than Deep Impact. <laughs> right. They had the Rockish, they had Bruce Willis, but we had <laughs> this giant tidal wave in the, in the special effects. Remember the commercial oh, yeah. for Deep Impact was oh, <laughs> 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 It was there all go. of those uh, end-of-earth movies that you know, mm. came out around the same time, and it was my first big uh, um, you know, Hollywood movie, and I was nervous, and what I loved about that is I was nervous, mm. I was nervous. And I fumbled my lines and and it was noticeable that this kid was in, you know, big shoes, uncomfortable. And that's gonna to happen to you too. Right, right. It's just gonna happen. That's gonna to happen to you too. You're gonna to be great, they're gonna think you're awesome, and then you're gonna be in an environment where you're like, you're gonna feel unsure. Mm. You're reaching for the stars, and you're mm. not gonna have all the tools to be phenomenal, mm. to be mm. so great, you right. know, and having the courage to not be completely discouraged. To be like, okay, that one did. That went okay. I did. I, I did so so. Oh, I just I crushed. I, I fell down that day. Mm. But to have the courage, because you know you were okay before. You did good. You right. can get back up. Mm. That's what I got from that.
0: You got up and got up in a big way. Because the next game, the character uh, David Sinclair. This started about 2010. You got up in like a 49, 149 no. episode kind of way <laughs> No, got up. No. This is talking about getting back up. And so I'm talking about the series Numbers Yeah. All right, now.
1: Now, that's like, you know, that's really, you know, that's bringing you from young man to a real full grown adult, mm. you know, because I uh, did Deep Impact 98, you know, Numbers starts. Um, we shot the pilot of Numbers in 2004. Okay. So there a stretch of time. Mm-hmm. And I did um, I did a, a Dark Angel on Fox with James Cameron, uh, Jessica Alba, you know, on 2000. And then, you, and then it was a period where you're doing a bunch of guest stars here and there. Mm-hmm. Some months you got money, some months you don't. You know what I mean? You're scrounging. Mm-hmm. Unemployment, mm-hmm. you know, for six months. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah, do what you got to do. <laughs> do what you got to do. Right, right. You wanted all to come facsimile <laughs> with no work. That's not going to happen for you, baby. <laughs> right. You're going to have to learn how to grind, mm-hmm. how to, to pray, how to cry, how to work. Your hardest, right, right. and so you'll have those lean years. And right after, um, you know, um, uh, Sabrina and Dark Angel, some good lean years where you have to, you find out, you know, if you have the ability to to believe in yourself with defeat in front of you. Mm-hmm. you now it's easy to have you know passion and, and vigor and faith when everything's going well, but anybody can oh, do yeah. that. Right, right, right. <laughs> get exactly. smacked in the face. it's <laughs> <No laughs> <Can, choice. laughs> yeah, Let them kick you down a flight of stairs. Right, right, <laughs> Who right. can get back up? Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is.
0: This is the difference. Yeah. Know? So you know, it was a like, Tyson said uh, <laughs> everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> it's true, right. Because you
1: know, faith is easy when it's all going well. So are friends.
0: Mm. Mm. Isn't it
1: awesome? You have made friends when you're popular. Right. Right. You're right. making a lot of money. Isn't it? Isn't it awesome and great? How cool the parties are. Good point. Let that let that dry out.
0: <laughs> See
1: how many. So I, I did uh, uh, numbers, and that changed my life. Mm-hmm. I was able to really start a family. I got married two years before, but I was able to feel confident to have children and, and feel like I could support them and, you know, to really step into my manhood, mm-hmm. you know. And then my family grew, my life grew in a in a, in a, in a way that's, you know, kind of indescribable, man. And so five or six years on numbers, man, and it was like some of the best time of my wow. life, best relationships, Dylan Bruno, Rob Morrow, David Crumholtz, Diane Farr, the executives, Ken Senzel, Barry Shindel, line producers, you're friends with everybody. Wow. We're all friends, and I love it.
0: That's beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> then we slingshot forward to 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 right now. Right now, you're 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 a Queen <sighs> of the South. Yeah, man. <laughs> Marcel Dumas. Yes. And one thing I should mention: you you did a few roles as as the good guy in, in terms of being. Law enforcement. Well after after <laughs> numbers I did C S I for three right. seasons. Yeah, yeah. I got a chance to work with Ted Danson. So here we are contrasting it. Now yeah. now you're now you're getting to be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. T- tell me about <laughs> this series. The first
1: job that really felt different was Queen Sugar. Right. My own. Mm-hmm. And that came before Queen of the South. And I and I got a chance to play an epidemiologist, a doctor, a lover, a guy with no guns, none of that kind of training, mm-hmm. in love with this woman. Um and it was tender and vulnerable. Mm. It ended in disaster, <laughs> but it was so great to play a guy who didn't, you know, who didn't know how to jump off a building, you know, sling an a- right. a- AR-15 and like really rumble, you know, tactical dynamic insertions. Just a guy who was like, you know, a doctor in love with this woman. Mm. And it was so good to soften me up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh my God, I like that kind of thing. And then um, uh, Queen of the South comes along. <laughs> and now it's time for Gangster. All right, all right. Complete Marcel Dumas. <laughs> you know, a, a guy who, uh, who was pretty much like, um, he reminds me of Bumpy Johnson, you know, oh. Brown. You know, okay. he runs New Orleans. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is his, mm. and uh, Teresa Mendoza, uh, the Queen of the South, uh, her operation moves to New Orleans. New Orleans, and she wants to move into that um, that uh, that market. Right, and like uh, Dutch Schultz fought with Bumpy Johnson, you know, when uh, when the American Mafia was, you know, controlled the underworld. You mm. know, you know, Bumpy Johnson was like, you don't you don't go through Bumpy Johnson. You work with Bumpy Johnson or you go somewhere else. Mm. And that war that's covered in the, the film Hoodlum with uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne yeah. covers that, you know, right. that dynamic, you know. Mm. Luckily, you know, um, uh, luckily I was like, okay, fine. We'll get Dutch out the way. We, we'll work together. Okay, you <laughs> run Harlem. We'll work with you. Right. And so she pretty much, her cartel comes into New Orleans, New Orleans and they're going to, you know, try to tell my guy, you know, how it's going to go. And Marcel is, you know, a complete...
0: Other kind of animal. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so switching like that, to, oh, kind of the good guy yeah, to, yeah. To, to, to the bad guy. But did, did you you find yourself uncomfortably enjoying that? Oh my God, <laughs> no, listen.
1: Here's, here's what's funny. Can I tell you, be, be honest with your viewers, yeah, man? Okay. I'm from New York City, right? right? I grew up in the 80s and 90s, you know, and in um, a social environment what was going on. Crack was king.
0: Mm -hmm. You know,
1: you're dealing with movies like New Jack City, um, um, Do the Right Thing, really cover my childhood. If you watch New Jack City and you watch Do the Right Thing, Mm -hmm. that would cover what it was like in the 80s and 90s -hmm. growing up, my age group. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very intense, environment I mean, my friends you still have PTSD you don't get it you just mm. think that's how hard things right, are right, but right. you know you you know you you got PTSD anyone mm. that comes from that type of environment anywhere in the world you know you always walk looking over your shoulder because mm. there could be people that are gonna jump you or you know whatever it could be that's what's up yeah you you right. have a little thing on you and you mm-hmm. don't know it till you go to a place like you know you come out to you know Southern California and you're like Oh, it's a little little different. I'm out here like in Westwood. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a little, (laughs) 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 you know, it's just different. And so my friends back home, and I I have people that are uh, uh, um, uh, free citizens and people who are not free citizens, Mm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. that word gets back that they're watching this show, and Mm. my friends are like, Finally, man, uh-huh. finally, <laughs> finally we can
0: see, you know, you, you showing them
1: what it really is, you know.
0: Have you changed your mind?
1: No. Once we do this, there's no going back. that we're all in this game. We all got blood on our hands. You killed Bobby.
0: I took Bernie. Let's go back. Yeah. Because uh, one thing about you, your, your foundation is theater. Yes. And, and that started in the Bronx? Um, 1989, uh, a friend of the
1: family uh, came and approached me and my mom, we're at a festival in Harlem. He's like, hey, what are you doing this summer? I was like, nothing, hanging out. Mm up to no good (laughs) he was like you know we should come to this theater company this uh creative arts center in new york in the bronx where i'm from called mind builders creative arts center and i was like why would i do that we're doing a play they have a little group called the positive youth troupe p-y-t that teach young people like yourself to sing dance act i was like again why would I want to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, no desires. They're paying $30 a week. I was like,
0: <laughs> I don't know if we can do uh, inflation on that. Or, you know, I was like,
1: $30 a week. Yeah. And on that, I show up and I, I run into an organization and a program and a philosophy of empowerment through the arts that changes my life. And mm-hmm. this, this, this uh, Mind Builders Creative Arts Center is still there, I think 40 years now. And their, their commitment to young people you know, and enhancing their life. There's numerous studies about how the arts, you know, increases brain activity, uh, yes, it's, good for social ills. That's correct. It is 1,000% correct. Right. You know, a lot of my friends, me and my friends, they changed our lives. It gave me a purpose, a focus, and a way mm. to channel all of this energy you have as a young person. And um, and we did plays at you know, around the schools in New York City. We did one play at Martin Luther King High School in New York City, which is right across the street from um, P- School of Performing Arts was Fame and Juilliard mm-hmm. and at that show a producer from a, a teen show uh, called In the Mix was there and that's how I got into getting an agent mm-hmm. but that was my first entry into the arts and studying and learning how to to approach Shakespeare and approach the classics and um, I eventually followed it as far as doing Manhattan Theater Club in New York, uh, I did Holiday Heart mm-hmm. uh, on um, on uh, at the Manhattan Theater Club, with uh, directed by Taswell Thompson, starring uh, Keith Hamilton Cobb, Keith Smith, and Ron Cephas Jones. Okay. He played uh, Sterling Brown's dad on This Is Us. Mm-hmm. You know, who died, uh, and um, I played. I did eight shows a week, while wow. doing a soap, doing Loving. Wow, it was the most hours I've ever worked in my entire <laughs> life. But it, I got an appreciation from approaching art. Approaching acting from, you know, its foundational levels. Right. How to really build a character. How to really, um, um, the professional aspect of it. The, you know, the, the character breakdown. You, what, do you, what are the epic themes? Mm-hmm. Even in my work now, you know, it's like, okay, what's the epic theme of this scene? Mm. What about it is Shakespearean? That's what I love about Queen of the South, you know what I mean? The, for me, it reminds me of Shakespearean, you know, uh, and they touch on it on certain movies. Can you, can, you, can you be a king and still be a good person? Can mm. you be a queen? These are, these are bigger moral themes. Uh, when I watched The Sopranos, I, that was the initial struggle. He was going to therapy. Uh, Can he do this? Can he assume this position and maintain his humanity? Ultimately, no. Right, right. The answer to that is no, mm-hmm. he didn't. He couldn't. And I look at, I approach Queen of the South the same way. Like, what is the epic theme here? Can you be in this life? And be a good person you watch Mission Impossible films deal with people that are, are criminals but they're not bad guys mm-hmm. Mission Impossible everything that Ethan Hunt does is a crime <laughs> every action he takes in that movie breaks international law local <laughs> right. law murder he's a criminal right. by law uh-huh. but he's a good guy mm-hmm. explain that <laughs> you know like this is this is what movies do for you right the, you know the occupation is his job is to break the law to quote unquote save the world mm. you know so he's a criminal by by law but he's a good guy because his moral standing what he's doing so these are the things that art does for you you know mm-hmm. what I mean and and but I get these te- these these things from Shakespeare from the from the theater the right. moral arc of Tennessee Williams the moral arc of August, August Wilson. Wilson you know like what is what is what is uh, uh, two trains running talking about what is seven guitars what's what's the underpinnings of it and in, in putting that on on, on television, on cinema, mm-hmm. and approaching, I get from theater, right, right. that type of intensity. Man, and you, and you you give back now, because you, you do speaking, I
0: mean you're- I do use empowerment. Okay. I yeah.
1: learned that from Mind Builders Creative Arts Center, oh. uh, uh, theater as empowerment, you know, we would do these plays when I was a teenager, in group homes, mm-hmm. in detention centers, in libraries, in underprivileged schools, right. you know, performing for young people just like us. I was underprivileged. So, mm-hmm. like, you're performing uh, plays about uh, the social ills that you are actually experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so my first entry into the arts was that it can empower. It can entertain, but mm-hmm. it can empower. It can right, inspire. Right. It can ask the hard questions, maybe not give you answers, but it can propose, formulate the questions that you're feeling in your heart. And uh, and from that, I, I speak at schools, you know. Um, I was able to, to go back and... Um, 20 years after my high school graduation. <laughs> um, my, my black studies teacher from high school, he asked me to come back to his current school mm-hmm. and speak to his class. And I did that um, a couple of years back. Man, it was tremendous. Wow.
0: Tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, he's see. the same
1: teacher who, he used to drive me to my acting uh, lessons to, uh, at, at Mind Builders after school. is how, do you start to realize all the key players in your life? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. a play that he must have looked at me like, I'm looking at this young kid. He doesn't have transportation from after school to get to this mind builder's place. And mm-hmm. he seems to love it. These are things that are going over my head, Mike. Mm. So he's like, he and I forgot that he reminded me. so you know, I used to drive you to that mind builder's place. And you have faint memories. So this is out of his way. I'm not his child. Right, right, right. He not owe me anything. right. He's, you know, he's, it's not like cell phones. He's texting my mom. Maybe I'm driving the kid. <laughs> he's taking a bunch of us to the other side of the Bronx after school because we're hanging out after school. Right. Up to what? And these these little these these acts of kindness um, inform me about how to be as a human.
0: I've been following you, of course, uh, as long as we've had a friendship. I yes, follow you on social media, and there's one distinct thing about your posts, like on Instagram. More than 90%, 95% of your posts are family. I wouldn't want to make
1: um, my social media platform about me selling you my next project
0: mm.
1: all the time. Mm-hmm. Advertising for my employer the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, um, it's a private platform. I don't mm-hmm. have to do that. Um, and I me and you have been alive long enough that it didn't even exist. True. When I was doing soaps, you had to do Uh, If you want to contact any of your fans, you have to do signings at Sears. Right. Cell phone didn't exist. Social media didn't exist. The internet, the world. I remember when they were building the World Wide Web. Mm. Like, this is like, so this access to other humans, just, you know, people and your fans in Japan. And uh, you could be personal. And you can share um, having children. (sighs) Oh. I say this with a growl because now you understand why people fight for the life of bees. Mm. And it's all theoretical until you have a child. Mm. And then you realize that you are going to die, not in theory, <laughs> on real life earth. Mm. And quite possibly the human you help make is going to be here. Will there be water? Yeah. Like, not theoretical water, water for her or him to drink. hmm Not rhetorical, not hypothetical. Have a child. You're going to ask yourself that question. And then all this level of responsibility, like, oh, crap. (laughs) This is what these people are talking about, these climate activists. Uh, They're interested. Is there going to be your earth? Is they're going to die, get it. My daughter's two. hmm. What's going to physically be here? Mm -hmm. How hot will it be? And you care about it not in a the theoretical, in a literal way. Right. I want to know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying to do as much as you can before you're taking off this rock. And wherever you go after that is wherever you go. Mm-hmm. But you've left something here that's going to be there, so you kind of do
0: care about the condition of it. Television, theater, movies, but you're, you're, you also do voiceover. And, and I understand you're avid comic book collector and, <laughs> so, and so you had the opportunity to do voiceover as character uh, falcon on yeah. uh, marvel's superhero squad tell me about that uh, That happened at uh looking for
1: preschools for my daughter i ran into a man named eric roman who was the the uh vice president of animation for marvel animation mm-hmm. at the time and you know I'm just looking at schools for your kids and he's like hey it was nice exchange gave me his card i was like Dude, your card says Marvel on it. Mm-hmm. He says, Yeah, man, I'm the VP. I was like, Eric, I've been <laughs> collecting comics since I was nine. He's like, no way. And then we started chatting. He's like, yo, man, we got a new show coming up. You know, maybe you want to come in and get a, you know, and uh, you know, audition for it. I was like, Marvel. I'm like, yeah, I was doing numbers at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm already, I got a show. I'm working, you know. But I'm like anything Marvel related, you know. And mm-hmm. I was able lucky enough to get the job. I'm playing the voice of Falcon on Marvel superhero squad. I met my hero, Stanley. Um, and um, and then I met him again, uh, but right before his passing, at mm. uh, the 20 year anniversary uh, Comic Con, Stanley's Comic Con. And he signed the very first X Men I brought, X Men 172. Wow. And he was, I got a picture, I put it on my Instagram. Mm. Uh, but this is a person, him and, and, and Kirby, you know, their imagination. Kirby created Black Panther, he created T'Challa, he created Wakanda. These wow. are people who understood the power of imagery and art
0: to, you know, have a positive impact, you know, on society, Mm -hmm. you know. And your talents don't actually stop at uh, voiceover. I mean, so you're you're also producing, as you've you've done some production. About eight or nine years ago, you and your wife actually teamed up on a, On on a, on a piece uh, uh, interception, yeah. Um, I've done a couple
1: of things. That that one is special. I got my numbers crew to come on through, and I got Rob Morrow, David, uh, <laughs> the, the, no uh, Dylan Bruno, my buddy uh, Charles Malik Whitfield, uh, who's uh, from The Temptations fame on NBC, played Otis Williams, and uh, they came through, and uh, Denise Lawton from a bunch of films, uh, and my wife and mm-hmm. uh, Robin Hyden, and they came to the house, and we shot this. Thing uh, called uh, uh, um, Interception is kind of like feels like Inception is right. about a, a husband and a wife, and she wants to you know insert in his mind, his spirit, the idea that his family is as important as anything else he's doing, mm-hmm. and she uses the machine and hooks him up and does these scenarios. It was so adorable, man. But it uh, it, was, it we loved it, and it inspired us to you know if you have a voice, if you have something that you think that should be out there in the airwaves, you know. Create it, you know. You know mm. That business plan, go write it. That podcast, start it. That app, right, go right. build it. That right. book, go write it. That company, go incorporate it. Mm. That clothing line, go sew it. Get it, do it. That's you know. What, um, that's what
0: I'm saying. You, the opportunity don't
1: come. You create yes. opportunity. Yeah. Yes. They, they say if the opportunity. Yes, yes. If your ship doesn't come in, swim
0: out to it. <laughs> there you go. Like, there you go. Real be talk. Be unstoppable. Real talk. Real, real talk. If <laughs> okay. your ship don't come in, it's a, Boy, girl, (laughs) swim out to it. Do not
1: be denied. Mm. Do not. Powerful. Yes. (laughs) uh, My favorite quote of all time is um, Nelson Mandela. You know, it always seems impossible until it's done. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. It always seems impossible until it's done. Right, right, right. From that, from from that gentleman, from that human, you're like, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I get, I dig it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it, man. So, man, it looks like our time is running out. Man, it, oh. is, it has been such an incredible pleasure thank to you, have sir. you here on the show, brother. And I, and I and I love you to the end oh. of time. Oh, you, thank you, brother. You better know it. You <laughs> honored. Better, you better know it. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Thank all you all for
1: right. having me. Bro. All right, thank man. So, exactly. thank you guys for having me out there and and, and Theater Corner Universe. Appreciate you as oh. well.
0: All right, and thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of Theater Corner, and we'll see you next time. That's good. Come on. Done. I appreciate you, man. Oh brother, thank you very much. Thank you for Very good. Thank you. I like that.